You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. privilege and the honor of having Pastor Keith out here last week. And, uh, and how good was it? It was great. I heard it because I was at Central and then he came over here. So I know that it was great. And so I hope that you knew that, uh, you know, would think it is great as well. And um, let's get myself all ready up. Ready up. It's like, where am I dropping, you know? Jokes. I'm not doing that. But I'm excited and what Pastor Keith shared last week uh, was amazing. And, you know, he kicked it off. And, you know, Pastor Keith, he talked about what we can see here and the big signs that we've got that, uh, that for a C3 victory for our church, for both Central and Northwest, that the next season for us, that it's time. Come on. How awesome is that? It's time. It's time when, uh, and it's time for growth, and it's time for influence. And uh, and one of the one of the statements that Pastor Keith made last week is that our vision uh, for us as a church it doesn't change. It's always been the same. It's been the same since I'm pretty sure 1999. And when uh, Pastor Keith got the vision from God, which is a life-giving church empowered by the Spirit to influence our city and beyond for the kingdom of God. Come on. That gets me excited. That that's our vision. A a life-giving church empowered by the Spirit to influence our city, Newcastle, Hunter Region, our city uh, and beyond, you know, mission dinner, you know, and beyond for the kingdom of God. And I'm excited for what this next season is going to look like, that it's, it's time for growth. And I'm so privileged and so honored that today, that I get to, one, that I actually get to speak in Vision Month. Like, oh, come on. Thank you, Pastor Keith. Thank you, Pastor Darren, Pastor Beck, for letting me. And, uh, and I'm excited that this morning I get to speak on that it's time for growth. It's time for growth. And it's time for growth and how we do this uh, as part of our vision, as a life-giving church empowered by the Spirit. So I hope you're ready this morning because I'm pumped about this message. Man, I'm so excited about this message. And so this morning, I want you to turn with me to uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And I've got both versions. I've got analog. I've got digital. I'm all about it this morning. I can't really read my analog one because I've drawn all, all over it so much. You know, and just the revelation of God this week has been awesome. So give me a holler when you're there because that's what we do. Yeah. There it is even if you don't have a Bible. But it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone who was filled, uh, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. 
Every day they continued to come together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of, the, uh, of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for this month. We thank you for our, for our next season. God, that it is time for growth. God, this morning, I pray that this word that you've given me, God, that comes out of me and goes into the hearts of everyone here this morning. God, that we will get excited about our next, uh, our, our next vision, our next leg of the vision that we have. And God, I pray that this morning, that we will go out of here this morning uh, empowered to bring people into the house of God to build the kingdom of God. In your mighty name, amen. Oh, I'm already excited. It's good. That last little scripture is what we're believing for. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. That's what we're believing for. We want to see people who don't know Jesus get added to the kingdom of God. You know, the video you just saw was the insight of pastors and oversights, the insight into our hearts of what we're believing for, of what we're passionate about, the heart of what we want to see. And, you know, we want to see people come into the house of God. We want to see people getting discipled. We want to see people growing and become devoted sons and daughters, kind of like what Pastor Darren was speaking about this morning, knowing that they're sons and daughters of God. That's what we're believing for. And we want to grow. We want to grow. But how do we do this as a church? How do we do it? More importantly, how do we do it as individuals and making sure that as individuals, we are a part of this vision. That it's not just a, a statement made by Pastor Keith and Janet or, or by Pastor Darren and Beck, and, and, and you know, they go running, right? But how do we as individuals make sure that we're a part of this vision as well? That we make it work? I'm glad you asked that question. Come on. Come on, for the first, first we've got to look at what we want to see in the next 12 months. Like I said in the video, what we're believing for in the next 12 months. We want to grow. We want to expand. We want to see more people coming to know Jesus, to be, being set free by Jesus and being discipled and being planted in this house. Planted people prosper. But let's make it personal. We're going to make it personal for ourselves. So the things that I want to see in this, uh, in this next kind of leg of our vision is that I want to see some of my friends, some of my colleagues come to church. That's what I'm believing for. I work with a whole bunch of people who don't know Jesus, as probably most of you do. And so I'm believing for that. 
I'm believing that uh, you know, I'll step out of my comfort zone and invite some of my friends, some of my colleagues to come and check out church. I'm also praying for our family, for Christina and I's family. You know, a lot of Christina's family lives here in Newcastle, and so we're believing that they will come to church, that they will come to know Jesus. Because how selfish would we be if we didn't want that for our family? I'm also believing, you know, we live in an incredible neighborhood. We, man, center of Charlestown, we live in an incredible place. And we live in this amazing little streets. And there's some amazing neighbors around us. And uh, we're believing for more, more God connections in our neighborhood. Uh, last year, we, we got invited. We made the cut. And we got invited to come to a Christmas barbecue at one of our neighbors' place. We were pumped. We were really pumped. <laughs> but we want more of those God connections. We want to hang out more with our neighbors. You know, our, our neighbor, our, our, our street is like, you know, the old school when you, you, all the kids would come together from different houses and they play on the street. And I have to watch out that I don't run them over because they play on the street. But we want more God connections into our neighborhood. Right. And for me and Christina, the, the, the one thing that really makes it personal for us and the one thing that we're so passionate about is that we want to see more young people of Newcastle come to know Jesus. It's personal for us because that's what's passion, that's what we're passionate about. That's what drives us daily, to, to, to know that young people are going to hear the Word of God. And, and what, we, you know, what we, we said in the video is that we want to see you know, 55 by you know, June next year. Man, that's so what we believe. Man, we want to grow our youth ministry, not just on a Friday night, but we want to see young people coming on a Sunday morning. You know, we don't want us to have this silo thing. We want them to be a part of C3 Victory. Every part, connect groups, you know, serving on a Sunday morning, everything like that. We want their, 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 their family to come along. That's what's personal for us. You have to make this vision personal for you. Isaiah 54 verse 2. Pastor Keith touched on this, and I love it. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. A statement that I made in the video and something I really wholeheartedly believe in is that uh, numbers are important. You know, some people say that, you know, say that, you know, it doesn't matter about how many people you get on a, on a Friday night or anything like that, and that's, that's true. But numbers are still very important because numbers represent people. For us, numbers represent young people. And, and we believe that a growth in numbers means a growth in people, which means a growth in people who have been set free by Jesus. 
a growth in people who are experiencing Jesus weekly. And ultimately, a growth in numbers is a growth in the kingdom of God. It's time for us as a church, for you as, North, as the Northwest community, the Northwest ca- campus of C3 Victory, to enlarge our tent, to open up the curtain walls of this place, to get more people inside. And uh, Isaiah writes, do not hold back. Let's not be afraid. And Pastor Darren and Beck, the word that I was telling you about, this is where it comes into play. But I was sitting at Mr. Sister, right? I was telling you about this. For two and a half hours, writing my message with one coffee. It went cold, but it was amazing. And I was just sitting there with my, my AirPods, and, and I'm just listening to my worship music, getting in the zone, writing my message. And this, this song came on by Mosaic Church called Tremble. We sing it. It's amazing. And so it came on, and then I pushed repeat, and it played over and over and over again. And, and, and as I was sitting at Mr. Sister, fighting my emotions to not come out, I was like this mix of wanting to, to cry, but wanting to burst out and praise, and, and just by myself, it was weird. But I felt that God tell me that you, Pastor Darren and Pastor Beck have the authority to tell the darkness to tremble. The song says that your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is alive forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. The more that you speak the name of Jesus into this area, not just on a Sunday, and this is what I got mainly, is that it's not just about Sunday. But it's actually, I just saw you guys coming uh, into this room throughout the week, praying for this community, praying uh, and speaking the name of Jesus. And I just really felt that, uh, that you will be this, this spiritual warfare coming over you as you prayed the name of Jesus that, uh, over uh, the, the depression in this place, as you prayed the name of Jesus over uh, families, as you prayed the name of Jesus over uh, every demographic in this Northwest community, that you would feel, that you would feel a tremble. And that was the tremble of, of the enemy retreating. And that you'll feel a tremble of darkness getting removed by the light of Jesus. You may have seen a decrease over the last 12 months. But I believe that that number that you've seen gone is going to double. And I believe that 95 is not enough. I believe that you're going to see above 100 come into this place. That there's not going to be enough seats in this place. I believe it's a new season for Northwest. Come on. How do we as a church, as a church and as individuals, how are we going to see this vision fulfilled? 
my first point. We need to be spirit-filled. We need to be a spirit-filled church. Going back to Acts 42, uh, chapter 2, 42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Man, all these people had just witnessed an incredible move of the Holy Spirit. They just witnessed the day of Pentecost, where they saw the Holy Spirit come down like tongues of fire and rest upon people. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, but they weren't just sitting there. They were ready to go, but they, just, they, they weren't just sitting there waiting for Jesus to tell them or waiting for Peter to tell them what the next move was. But they devoted themselves to teaching, to, to, uh, to, uh, to preaching, sorry, to teaching the fellowship, to breaking of bread or communion, to remembering what Jesus did, and to prayer. They were preparing themselves for the next season. The writer of Acts points out that these key things, because they were like pillars of the Christian faith. Prayer, teaching, communion, and, and fellowship. That all these four things, they go together. If you take one away, the, the rest kind of tumble. And, he, and that's why he pointed these things out is because that we, need to, we need teaching to stop uh, our thoughts, ourselves going back to the to worldly thoughts. We need to, to be reminded by people who've heard God. We need to be reminded that we live in a new culture. We live in the culture of God. We no longer live in the culture of the world. And we need teaching to remind us that. We need fellowship because, hey, we can't do life alone. We need people. We need each other. We need this family. You know, we need fellowship to sustain a healthy, faith-filled, spirit-filled life. We need people to do life with to encourage us and to challenge us, to build us up. We need the regular breaking of bread or communion to remind us just how amazing Jesus is. Because we didn't come to save ourselves. We can't do that. Jesus came to save us. He came down to earth fully man, fully God, took on our sins and died on the cross so that we could have life. And we need to have communion to remember this. And we need prayer because prayer is our constant communication with God. It's where heaven meets earth. It edifies us, but it also edifies up other people. It edifies the church. It builds up the church. Northwest, let me encourage you that we need to be praying, not just for ourselves, but for our pastors, for our senior pastors. Especially in this time of Vision Month, we need to be praying for Pastor Keith and Janet. We need to be praying for that they will be protected that they will see more than what we can see. We need to be praying for Pastor Darren and Beck that every Sunday, because I tell you what, I don't do it yet, but I know that running a church is a hard thing. And they need constant prayer. 
We need teaching, fellowship, communion, and prayer. And when we implement all these things together, it makes our spirit come alive. And we start, being, we start to live our life driven by our spirit rather than driven by our emotions and our feelings. So we need to be spirit-filled. My second point is that we need to be empowered. Verse 43, it says, Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Come on, who's got a hero of the faith? I've got a hero of the faith. I've got many. You know, incredible pastors who've been doing it for a long time. One of my heroes of the faith is Pastor Phil, the boss, the apostle. And, and, and when, I, when I see Pastor Phil speaking an incredible message, or when I see him praying for people at a conference, or when I see him prophesying over people or, or, or moving in the spirit and the giftings of miracles and healing, I, I get this urge that I want to do that. Can you relate? I get this urge that I want to I prophesy over people. I want to I pray for someone to walk again. And I get this urge. And uh, so when there's, this, uh, you know, when there's an altar call or you know, a, a calling of you know, they, they want to empower people, I, I make sure I get down there because I want that. I want to be empowered so that I can do it. In my lifetime, which is not very long, but I hope it's longer, you know, through speaking at youth camps and Friday nights, youth conferences and church, church gatherings and whatever else God sets me up with, you know, I can only reach a limited amount of people. Maybe 10, maybe 30,000. Who knows what God is going to do? I'm just prophesying it. But see, when I empower people by the laying on of hands, 1 Timothy 4.14, do not neglect your gift which is given to you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. The amount of people that can be reached will be doubled, tripled, whatever it is, because there is an empowerment. Because I can't do it by myself. I need to empower people to go further than I can ever go. As pastors, we can't do this ourselves. We're like uh, that guy Sam on the poster. What's his name? Uncle Sam. We need you. We need you. But we do. We need your help to fulfill this vision. We want to empower you. Empower you to pray for people. Empower you to, to tell your friends and your colleagues and your family about Jesus. To pray for the sick. To, to prophesy. We want to empower you to do these things. An empowered church is a growing church. Come on. 
So we need to be empowered. And my last point is that we need to be life-giving. We need to be life-giving. Verse 46, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. We are a life-giving church. We are. We're a church that is filled with life. And if you don't have life, spend five minutes with Pastor Darren. Pastor Darren is full of life. He comes in on a Wednesday morning, and you know that Pastor Darren is there. I come in on a Wednesday morning, and I need a coffee, and I'll be happy about 10 o'clock-ish. Ish. Depends how much meetings I've got, and I can't get a coffee or not. But Pastor Darren, he's full of life. He oozes life. And it's great that uh, 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 you know, any one of our pastors... We'll tell you that. Any one of our staff who work on a Wednesday will tell you that. And it's great that our, one of our pastors is, is known for that. But as a church, because we know that we're full of life as a church, right? But our community should know that we're a, a full of life church. That we are life Giving that anyone who comes in here depressed, downtrodden, uh, broken, that they will leave this place filled with life. I love it that it's at the start of this passage of scripture, you know, it says that they devoted themselves, right? But then you, you come down and it says that when they met together, right? When they met together, they were together and they were glad and sincere hearts. There was praise and there was enjoyment. When there is a togetherness, there is an atmosphere of life, some, something that can't be created with one person. I try and create life in my home, in my lounge room, and my pug, my, my daisy girl falls asleep on her purple blanket. But when our leaders come around on a, on a Friday night, when there's a multitude of people in our house, our dog is no longer tired, but she's awake and she wants to lick every single shoe, every single foot that is, that is available in my house because there is life. When there's a togetherness, there is an atmosphere of life. I'm getting excited. Our community needs to know that we are a life-giving church. When we're here, people walk off the streets that they will walk into this place in a life-giving church. And when we do these things, I am sure that we will see the Lord will add to our number daily. The Lord will add to the C3 Victory Church's number daily. It's time to see growth, church. And to do this, we need to 
do it with a church that is spirit-filled. We need to do it with a church that is empowered. And we need to do it as a church that is life-giving. I'm excited for this month and for our next season, for the next 12 months. But we may not be all these things. But I want to pray for you this morning. And I want to, along with the other pastors in this room, we want to empower you this morning. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.